0: You sent me the link one time to look at crime scenes. Remember when we lived in those apartments in the same apartment complex? I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but Lee wasn't home and I was scrolling through the deep, dark internet Mm -hmm. and I had looked up the pictures of Dahmer's victims. Oh God. And then I texted you and I was like, whatever you do, do not look these up. And then like five seconds later, you were like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) Why did you tell me to look at that? And it was like, we're both fucked up for a little bit. Yeah. Ugh. God damn! So, hey listeners, if you want to freak yourself out, and if you haven't done so, go fucking look up Jeffrey Dahmer's Victims yeah don't though because it makes you not feel good no no there's like the really one with the bathtub good. and the ribs. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah that's, the that's that literally the one up. that's burned into my goddamn retina me too i don't remember any of the others but that one was the one where and i was home alone and i felt like someone yelled like when i opened it <laughs> like i felt like it was loud and creepy in my apartment i was like okay i don't want to see this anymore Ugh. let's yeah. turn on some music and change the vibe <laughs> <laughs> what have i done well stacy welcome to episode 24 24 or or 24 or, or. it's coming out on the 24th what why no way way i did the math we did that shit on purpose yeah that's how we planned it we yeah. were like we need to start exactly on this date <laughs> whichever date that we started on <laughs> <laughs> september 30th <laughs> that was our launch date oh it was not exciting it is exciting i thought so <laughs> oh. Okay, let me tell you my goddamn... Tell me. So, as you know, I have a relatively new vehicle. Uh-huh. Like, within the year. Oh, God, what happened? <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you driving a different vehicle? Do you have an F-150 out there? <laughs> no, but our our lives are slightly parallel in that manner, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. I'm not driving a rental vehicle. So, at work, I have to park in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes in parking garages at like the end of the row there will be like a big cement pillar oh that's painted God. yellow yeah <laughs> and they're like that careful. you can clearly see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> careful with your car here mm-hmm. probably because they're protecting some like fucking precious electronics or some shit behind it i think or they're just be, like... holding up the garage but yeah <laughs> maybe. Maybe. well no 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 this one goes like up about like Shoulder height, if you're standing next to it. Oh, as if to say, like, don't ram your car into this section because it's a structural part of this. Mm -hmm. It's an integral part of this structure. (laughs) It's a load bearing wall. (laughs) Yeah, so if you hit it, you're all fucked. I don't know why it's there, Uh but in our parking garage, we have these like cement pillars randomly, mainly at the end of the rows, and (laughs) not all of the rows, just this particular one at least that I was parked in <laughs> uh-huh. and they're the bright yellow ones <laughs> okay so in the morning I get to work and I pull in into this spot and the spot's kind of bigger because it's like I don't know why it's bigger it's the end of the row I to give you room so you don't hit that fucking concrete pillar <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> and it's probably not really a parking spot <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I park there and when I pull in I like shimmy real close because it's kind of a tight fit to get by that pillar right like there's a lot of room everywhere else but the nose of your car has to go right next to that pillar so that you're not sticking out in the fucking roadway yeah or fucking whatever alley for people to drive down I don't know what the fuck it's called (laughs) Uh of the parking garage (laughs) So I pull in and I get like, oh, super close. Like you could stick a hair in there. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, I'm a good driver. And I go to work and then I come back. <laughs> I, I like where this is going. I come back and I walk up to my car and I'm like, oh, I'm close to that. Be real careful when you're backing out. Back out straight. Because it's not a lot of my car that I have to be careful with. It's just like the nose of my car, right? Yeah. So like, mm, just be mindful, right? So I get in the car. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, before I get going, I better pick out a fucking podcast that I want to listen to. And mm-hmm. so I get everything all set up. And then it took me, like, five minutes or some shit to get, like, situated. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I need to go. Like, ooh, all of a sudden, I'm in a hurry. Like, I'm kind of running late. I'm going to get stuck in traffic. da 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 <laughs> So then I, like, slam the car in reverse and start to, like, back out and turn my car immediately. <laughs> like, I'm getting the fuck out of this place. <laughs> uh-huh. Completely um, forgot about the pillar. I completely forgot. And then my car goes,
1: crunch.
0: And I was like, ooh. And oh. I put it in park and I didn't even like, well, I'm sticking out in the middle of the fucking thoroughfare, whatever the <laughs> fuck we're going to call that thing <laughs> in the road, in the driving, in the car space. sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> in the car sidewalk. <laughs> And I jump out of my car and I go look at it and I'm like, oh, oh my God. Was it bad? The whole front is just <sighs> scraped. Oh no. And I'm like, uh, what am I going to do? And then I just hop in the car and pretend nothing happened. Like, okay, let's drive and think on this. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Leave your number? No. Concrete like, company. No, no. But I'm just like, fuck, did I really just do this? I literally have never done this before. I'm a great driver. I might... <laughs> have bumped into someone's bumper once before but i digress that's not that important Uh every other time has not been my fault and i'm a really good driver oh my god and so anyway long fucking story short i get home and i'm looking at it and it's not as bad as i thought like i scrape my finger up and there's a bunch of yellow paint on it but it's all the pillars paint oh that's good yeah so i just need to like just wash it yeah wash it scrape it off and maybe put some like fucking what's that shit called compound on it rubbing Um, compound Oh, if it's scratched, but yeah, I don't think it's is. I was gonna say if the paint won't come off, acetone or nail polish remover that'll get it off. Did that with my mom's Mustang when will I was learning up, to drive. Will it mess up the like clear coat on top? I don't think so. Huh. Not if you just do it like, like yeah. don't fucking rub it in. <laughs> like I'm trying to remove nail polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I still haven't done it because it's been raining and. Every time I'm like, oh, gotta go. And I don't think about it because I didn't wreck my fucking car, so it's not on my mind. But- yeah, it doesn't really matter, but it's kind of sucks. You're like, yeah. God damn it!" Yeah, it does kind of suck. And I texted Lee, and I was like, oh, I fucking just hit a cement pillar. And he was like, better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, remember how I told you that I had two goddamns, then I forgot one, and yeah. then I got another one so then i have two again yeah you totally just reminded me of my other one so now (laughs) i have three so bear with me i'm gonna go through them really quick okay i'm excited (laughs) my first one that you just reminded me of was we were driving back from tucson (laughs) and we pulled into a place to get food and brandon was driving and he pulled into a spot that was like there was no one around Mm -hmm. and I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> uh, but I just fucking flung my door open, like, getting out the car now. Slammed into the car next to me. Oh, that was there, apparently. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And I look up and there's a dude sitting no. in it with his wife in the car. And I was like, no. fuck. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said it a bunch of times, and he just stared at me like, you fucking bitch. Oh, oh, and so shit. I just closed the door and I walked away. <laughs> And And I was like, and Brandon was like at the fucking place that we were going to eat. Like he was just walking. He didn't know any of this happened. And I was like, Brandon. And he's like, (laughs) what? And I was like, I just hit that guy's car. (laughs) And he's like, he got he not turn around and looked like, oh, because they were looking at it now, obviously, right? And oh, I got out to look at it. Oh, oh, yeah. my God. Well, I think that they pulled in right after us. Like, oh. we pulled in because we, there were no cars. Yeah. So we pulled in and then <laughs> they pulled in right next to us. And I was like, there's no car here. So it's I fucking just flung my door open. But then they were there because they just were just like, oh, I'm just going to park next to these people. I love that you, like, aggressively get out of your car. Like, I'm going to eat a fucking burger. I <laughs> swear to God, I never do. And I don't know why, but <laughs> oh. I did it this time. And so I was like. Trying to, you know, don't make eye contact with fucking Doom because now they're going to go eat where we're going to eat, right? Oh, God. And my anxiety and fucking adrenaline was going crazy because I was like, this guy's going to fucking fight us. Like, Arizona is <laughs> an open carry state. Like, we're going to fucking die. Oh, my like, God. This is how we die. And so then Brandon was like, we were literally only stopping in this place so that Brandon could poop because he was like, I got to poop. And I was like, let's get food too, right? Yeah, I'm hungry. You got to poop. Let's make a date. Yeah. And so then we go inside and I was like, please don't leave. Like, because the guy came in right after us. i oh like, my please God. don't leave. Please don't leave. Blah, blah. And he's like, like i won't leave and i was like he's gonna say something to me like if he says something <laughs> can you please handle this like be a man that i married <laughs> and deal with this for me and he was like i will and they didn't say anything or whatever but he did call me a bitch in the parking lot so oh my god when you were leaving or yeah well i was like walking away because i looked him in the eyes i made eye contact i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but he hadn't gotten out of his car or anything and i wasn't gonna stand there and be like do you hear me i'm yeah. so sorry yeah do you wanna come? Assess the damage? Yeah, exactly. And there was a little dent. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it was there. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's a that's number one. Number two is then we got our food and we were like, let's get it to go <laughs> because obviously I don't want to sit in the fucking uh-huh. same place as these people. No. So then we went and found just another parking lot and we're like, let's just eat the food. Oh in the my car. god, you guys are like the shame eaters on my six hundred pound life. who go to literally, like a different place to hide and eat. We are. <laughs> that's literally what we're doing. So then we go park in like an IHOP parking lot or whatever, and we're just like munching down and everything's fine. And then Brandon goes in there and he goes poop and everything's great. And had to find a different location to poop. Yeah. At. He could Poop there. <laughs> you ruined his poop and throw. I know. So then we're ready to go and we go to start the car and the battery is dead. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Why? Because we had been sitting there with it on while we- for how long? Maybe like. 15, 20 minutes or so. Oh, but that's not long enough to kill a battery. No, it's not. But my battery was like on the edge anyway and going to die. So oh. the last time that we went to Arizona, it died there too because we did the exact same what thing. What the fuck? And then, and then it happened this time and Brandon was like, you didn't remember? And I was like, no, neither did you, motherfucker. <laughs> like... <laughs> This was literally the only time that I sit in my car with the fucking AC on. Whatever your the shit is. <laughs> Your car is fucking brand new. Why is the battery dying? I don't know. The, the turbo, turbo died. Like, Why wouldn't everything on it die? The serpentine belt fell off. <laughs> serpentine belt? Yeah. I said that to a guy that I work with and he went, oh, you had a snake in your car? And I was like, yeah, man, I had a snake in my car. That's all. Uh, oh my God. Okay, so that's number two. Oh my God. Okay. Third one. Give it to <laughs> me. Number three i got home today holding my baby in my arms got a bunch of shit got the diaper bag got my baby yep, well, the i'm huge on the caravan phone. yeah my goddamn mom caravan i'm on the phone with brandon uh-huh. i get up to the door and the door is open wide no, fucking open no yep no yep and nope. so i was like oh fuck that he's this in is, here isn't he this is literally today so maybe oh my yeah. god yeah and so i was like holy shit and I stopped because I'm not going to just walk in no. and then I was like quiet on the phone too because I'm talking to Brandon I'm like I don't want him to know that I know that they're there if they are there yeah. and I'm not going to call out like hey is anybody there because then they're going to be like no (laughs) what are you gonna say right hello (laughs) but then i was like what the fuck do i do right because i'm not gonna walk into this house yeah i was on the phone with brandon i'm like i'm not gonna go in there like there's no way i'm going in there but i'm also not gonna call the cops yet because i don't know that i need to yeah i don't know that i need to and brandon came home in the middle of the day and he's like well maybe i left the door open and i'm like it's wide open like did you leave the door wide open (laughs) because it's open like oh my god what the fuck right And so then I go, and I put my baby back in the car, and I lock the car. Smart. It's cold. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be five minutes unless I get murdered, but... (laughs) And he's probably happy as fucking can be. Yeah, he had a shark to play with. He was cool, but... So I put him in the car so that I'm not holding him, and I lock it, and I go and I get Carl from Smart. the the, yeah, backyard. the yard. So it's, like, around the side or whatever. First of all, I couldn't find him, and I'm, like, whistling for him and shit, but <gasps> they had heard me come home, so they were inside. Oh, okay. Like, she was gonna let us up soon. That's what I was fucking praying for anyway. <laughs> the whole uh-huh, time. Yeah. And then they finally both come, like, sprinting around the corner, and so I'm like, okay, I just want Carl, though, because he's an aggressive-looking motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And so I opened this gate, and I of course they don't have collars on or anything yeah you like grab by the scruff yeah so i grab carl by the scruff and hank is like i want to come out too and so he sprints fuck out yeah and i'm like trying to hold on to him and i'm trying to shove him back in the fucking fenced area because he's not gonna help in a fight <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> he's no. just gonna run away He'll cause more confusion than yeah. anything. <laughs> so i'm trying to shove him in- back into the gate while i'm holding on to carl's scruff and hank is like like whining now like what the fuck man yeah. and i finally get him back inside and i close the gate and he's like screaming now meanwhile because, the murderer has run out of your house exactly well so then i have carl by the scruff and i get him upstairs and i like just kind of let him go into the house like fucking find him right yeah. <laughs> yeah peace be with you yeah and i i said like go check go check and i don't know when carl got tactical training <laughs> but this dog or if <laughs> swear to god no he did sometime he swear to god he went into every fucking room and he was like smelling around and stuff and like looking at everything and looking in every corner and stuff and i would like point at the nursery and like go check and he'd like run in and he'd smell all the corners and stuff And I'm, like, okay and i'm like go check in like in the master bedroom and stuff we never taught him any of this what if he was really smelling something and that's why that that's what i thought too oh my god <laughs> yeah so he might be in here whoever he is <laughs> did you check this room no what the fuck the alarm was on which means that they're still in this room (laughs) (laughs) they haven't gotten into the main part of the house but they're just behind me in this closet they could be isn't it that exhausting to come home to oh my god it was awful (laughs) so that's been my fucking week slash today oh my god (laughs) God goddamn. yeah god fucking damn your life is a goddamn wreck (laughs) it is just just recently uh let's turn that shit around we'll turn that frown upside down with some murder stories oh you gonna tell me murder stories i'll tell you murder stories do it okay <laughs> i'm gonna so my story is about sharon lapatka who was 34 years old and robert glass who was 45 years old all right okay so are they a couple uh yes i will tell you the story oh okay of their relationship I'll stop trying to jump ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay so october of 1996 34-year-old Sharon (laughs) Lepakota. I don't know why I keep saying Lepakota because that's not her fucking name. Let's just call her Cher. Cher (laughs) Do you think that was Cher's actual name before she became Cher? No. Okay, so October of 1996, 34-year-old Sharon Lepakota was... An internet entrepreneur, ooh, dot com billionaire, yeah, in those '96s, yeah, and she was married to her husband Victor for 17 years. All right, and they lived in Hampstead, Maryland. All right. Sharon was described by all of her friends and people who knew her as "normal as you get," quote unquote. Wow, she was as boring, normal as you get, and she was very well adjusted. But she had some like peculiar jobs and interests. Ooh. That maybe not everybody knew about. All right. So in She's on the interwebs. She's on the interwebs, them deep dark interwebs. Ooh. In like the ninety sixes when like this was just a thing to be on the deep dark interwebs. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm anonymous. (laughs) Surfer girl ninety (laughs) six. Exactly. So it like on fucking ICQ chat. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, God. Okay, so in 1995, Sharon started an online advertising business from her home. All right. From the interwebs. And she would help companies write and copyright online ads. That's, like, how she would make some money. All right. A little freelance work. Yeah, a little freelance work. She, I guess she would get about, like, 50 bucks an ad or something like that. So it was some extra income. But it wasn't enough to, like... You know rake in the dough or anything she couldn't live entirely off of it yeah so to make more money she began to offer psychic services and advertise them online as mm. one does was she a psychic <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> okay because she lies a lot all right <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say no but i don't really know <laughs> but who's to say uh okay so in addition to her psychic business mm-hmm. she began marketing pornographic content oh my god i'm just like a fucking 12 year old boy I start <laughs> giggling at the word pornographic was she a cam girl did they have cams then no so it wouldn't like be shit of her it would be these like videos that would depict women who were uncon- or she claimed i don't obviously i never saw the video but i guess her thing was she would put these ads out claiming that she had videos that would show women who were unconscious and being drugged or hypnotized or with chloroform or whatever and then being raped or sexually molested while they were knocked the fuck out all right bill cosby what the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah whoa that escalated fucking quickly yeah like i need some money let me help you with your ads by the way i'm psychic also want to see some fucked up shit also want to see some porn but like bad bad porn. porn. (laughs) But like she's knocked out one of the little ads. It was like just the text of it. So I don't know what it looked like or anything. I couldn't tell you her web design abilities or anything Mm, from fucking word art. But uh, (laughs) she it was the 90s. And paint (laughs) I can I can imagine. (laughs) But it said something like. It, like, specified that these women did not know that this happened to them. Like, while they were unconscious, they weren't aware. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's creepy, right? God, she just went straight to the illegal stuff, huh? Yeah, she also... Oh, my God, I'm giggling again. Like a fucking little kid. She also (laughs) attempted to sell her worn undies online for some extra cash. Listen, we've all been tempted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I would do socks, but I don't think I would do undies. Or yeah. I would lie and say I wore them. Yeah. Anyway, so her ad for the undies online, it read, Is there anyone out there interested in buying my panties? <laughs> no, no one is. I don't think she got any hits on it. I don't really know for sure. Sharon would also often frequent pornographic chat rooms. On sites like FeetFetish.com and SexBondage.com. All right. And so she, she was into this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this was her fantasy shit. Okay. What does her husband think during all of I this? I don't think her husband knew. Just like I don't think her friends knew. Okay. Which is weird that your husband wouldn't know like your sexual fantasies. Yeah. That's the one person you should tell. Yeah, that's the one person who you could be like, hey, do you, this. You into this? Because <laughs> I'm into this. Will you please just fucking be into it? <laughs> <laughs> And Can you guys, just pretend to be into it? for like guys, so they'll be like, yeah. As yeah. long as we're doing it, I'll fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> you want me to put what and where? Okay. <laughs> Spin your eye. I mean, I guess. <laughs> okay, so she would participate in conversations on these chat room sites about fantasies involving torture and necrophilia. Oh, God. Yep. She posted a message in one of the chat rooms devoted to cannibalistic sex. Fetishes? Yeah, well, Why is that a thing still? I was gonna say, what is with you and the cannibal? I know. And, like, sex things. I'm like, ooh, they liked dirty sex. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> this Are is a raunchy story. <laughs> I like how you went that all like, comedian. I don't know his name. I can't remember it. Oh, oh, oh. John Mulaney. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. You went, like, full John Mulaney back there. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I do, too. He's funny. All right. So, anyway, uh, she posted a message in a chat room devoted to cannibalistic sex where she said she wanted to find someone who she could come live with who would force feed her until she doubled in size and reached her goal weight of 475 pounds okay so that's the thing i yes, totally watched I some documentaries on me that. too it's like foodies and something like yeah that. feeders and yeah and, yeah yeah not foodies, foodies yeah. are just people who like food like uh yeah foodies are hipsters <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that was weird i went rogue you're right it's <laughs> <laughs> goddamn foodies with their dirty videos <laughs> well this lady was one of those ladies All right and she specified that the person must be single because she didn't want to break up any marriages mhm what about her own fucking exactly right i have no idea was her husband like i'm not into that go live with someone else i don't think so i don't again i don't think her husband knew about any of this shit it's so weird also, yeah. girl, if you double in size, you know how hard that is going to be to get it back down? Right? Crazy. I don't get it. I won't say it's gross, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. Or like crushing videos where yeah. like, yeah. 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 Those aren't... I watched... Ba- no, I didn't watch them, but I saw fucking documentaries and shit on bad crushing videos, so I don't like Oh, those. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with critters and stuff? Yeah. So on her little... Ad talking about wanting to live with somebody who she could like double in size with. Mm-hmm. She didn't get any bites on that one. Oh, weird. Do you like my pun? <laughs> 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 I didn't get it. I get it now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But um, I'll, I'll put the dad jokes away. So Sharon also advertised and published other videos to cater to other sexual fantasies, such as foot fetishes, extreme weight gain, and large women crushing men. She would also create these, like, custom 30-minute videos for people to, like, fulfill any requests that they wanted for $100. damn, she's cheap. Again, I don't know if she actually ever performed any of these because I also saw a note on one of the websites where, like, people were complaining, saying, like, where's my fucking video? And she'd uh-huh. be like, I'm so busy, and you guys ask for a lot of these, so give me time. So I don't know if she actually ever recorded them or just said that she would. She was just scamming. Scamming with her psychic abilities. Oh, yeah. I guess that wasn't panning out then, huh? I guess not. <laughs> didn't get any hits on that one either. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Okay, so obviously Sharon spent a lot of time in these chat rooms, and she spent a lot of time online in jazz. And when she was in these chat rooms, she would participate in conversations where she would often share her deepest, darkest sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. And that was to be tortured to death. <gasps> to death, you say? Yeah, like that was her thing. Gross. Um, She would talk to these men and say, like, my fantasy is to be tortured to death. Can we meet up? And will you torture me to death? I feel like that's not actually a fantasy when if you were to be faced with it yeah like it sounds fun but like just the parts up to it not that it sounds fun to me but i get yeah. what you're saying like, yeah yeah like you're like ooh, i want to be tied up and then you get tied up and you're like no but for fake <laughs> like yeah. can i get out yeah i don't yeah. like it <laughs> yeah exactly so she even met up with some, like one of the men that she was talking to in the chat room who had uh, agreed that he would come torture her to death fuck her and torture her to death yeah and oh uh god he bailed on the scenario when he realized re- 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 when he when he realized that she was serious like she wasn't kidding like he was like yeah i'll come choke you a little bit or whatever yeah and then when she's like no fucking kill me he was like no no i don't want to be a murderer yeah so what am i gonna do with your body did you think about my fucking part yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) part sucks well i guess in these conversations that she would have with these men she would like outline it all so maybe she would she was like planning it yeah like here's what you should do Oh, my God. But I don't know if you know this, but you're going to be dead lady for that part, so I don't know. Um, Because she was into necrophilia, too. So they wanted her to let... Or she wanted them to, like, bone her dead body, too? I'm assuming. I'm putting that together. Yeah. Because they don't ever, like, describe what her full-on fucking fantasy was, other than to be tortured... What if the other person's not into necrophilia? Yeah, you got to find the right person. <laughs> you only get one shot. Well, I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's real true. Where is her husband in all of this, though? I This is what I'm talking about. I have no idea. I guess he's probably at work and she's just like typing away online all day. Jesus. Yeah. And then she probably lies and says like, oh, I'm going to go fucking over here real quick. And then she's like meeting up with this guy. To get fucking tortured and killed. Yeah. Not a good plan. She should have met up with the BTK killer. Yeah. yeah. Fine, torture, kill. Yep. Killer. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The BLT killer. Yeah. <laughs> the bacon, lettuce, tomato killer. The BLTA. <laughs> Ooh, that's always good. It's like my fave. Mm hmm. Okay. So that guy bails, right? hmm. Enter Robert Glass, a 45 okay. year old computer analyst who lives in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And he has a wife of 14 years and three children. And I guess his marriage had become strained around 1996 because he seemed to be spending an awful lot of time online. Mm -hmm. And his wife was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is he always on the goddamn computer? And so one day he left it unlocked and everything. And she went in and looked at his email and she found a fuck ton of messages that she claims were quote unquote raw violent and disturbing and they were sent by robert her husband mm-hmm. under the su- pseudonyms toy man and slow hand <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and they were all to this lady uh, yeah all to Sharon. share all to share <laughs> so his wife was like oh, what the fuck this is some fucked up shit because they were all, like, his. They, he was, like, writing back and forth the sexual fantasies of, like, torture and all this crap. Ugh. So yeah. So she reads this, and she's like, red fucking flag, that sounds dangerous. And she takes her three kids, and she leaves him. Good. Good for her. Yeah. That's a proactive right? lady. And she says that in 14 years of knowing this man, she never witnessed this sight of him. Like, he never once talked about this as a sexual fantasy, which I could kind of understand if you're with, like, a typical gal. Yeah. If your fantasy is to, like, murder people, though. Yeah. I feel like that'd be the one where if Brandon came out with that, I'd be like, "I have to go." <laughs> yeah. Somewhere
1: oh, else. that's
0: cool. I'll be right back. I think I left the oven on. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you. Why are you going hour. outside? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't it's ask. It's in questions. my car. The yeah. oven at work. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Just stop talking to me. So in these emails, I guess Robert and Sharon would often discuss their obsession with torture until Ugh. death. Like, torturing to death. Uh-huh. So he was all in. He was all in, too. All right. And they exchanged over 900 emails back and forth. And between like the emails and the chat room conversations and everything they had, it was something ridiculous. Like if you were to print them all out, it was like fucking 49,000 pieces of paper or something. I, yeah. Jesus Christ. I can't remember. It was something insane. It was some insane number. And then they like compared it to like an actual tangible thing in life. Like it's the size of 17 bananas, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, one of those math problems come to life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In these emails, they like went into detail on how robert was going to torture sharon all the way till death along with sharon's responses like agreeing with the fantasy like Ugh. yes do that do this do this right how are they gonna do it i don't know they don't have the emails i searched everywhere for the emails and i couldn't find them gross i mean i couldn't read 900 emails anyway but i'm sure it, right? they would put up like the main ones yeah you know? like yeah i couldn't find them that's crazy i could find like the little advertised things that she would write and ship but not nearly as interesting as like an email would have been yeah if anyone finds them send them our way Ugh. anyway so they agree to meet and they decide that what they're going to do is sharon is going to come visit robert from maryland to north carolina which is 400 miles and they're going to meet in person and they're going to carry out this fantasy all right and her husband's like yeah you have to leave for for work or that you work like, from what home. Are you, what are you doing sweetheart <laughs> yeah well hey that... sweet pea <laughs> hey honey buns <laughs> What's going on here? I found some emails. (laughs) That are kind of concerning. I'm concerned on account of you work from home (laughs) and you're leaving the state. Uh, (laughs) That's fine. So let me explain. Mm -hmm. On October 13th, 1996, Sharon leaves her home. Who she shared with her husband, Victor. And she drives to a local train station. Oh my god, she's taking a goddamn train? She's taking a goddamn train. Wait, she drives to the train station? Yeah. Why didn't she just drive there? Go on, her read story. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be fucking way faster than a train. Probably. Well, it's a bullet train. But probably because she's planning on getting tortured to death, so she's like, I don't want my car to be traced back to this guy. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, she's fucking... It. Yeah, she's figuring... Well, I mean, you know, listen, this is Hope she fantasy. bought her ticket in cash. <laughs> One way ticket. <laughs> so she tells her husband that she's going to go meet some friends in Georgia. So that's how she gets around that. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, I'm going to go meet my friends in Georgia. I love you, bye. And he's like, have fun, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And she takes the 9:15 a.m. train to Charlotte, North Carolina, and she gets there at 9 p.m. So a whole fucking day of traveling. That sounds awful. The whole time she's like, I'm going to get tortured to death. Like I don't know. Yeah. What are going- you? <laughs> I don't know what's going on She's in listening head. to some Mike Chemical Romance on her headphones. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think she's like fucking eating everything on the goddamn train? Like, this is my last day to live. Yeah. What do you do? Talk to strangers? It's not know. like it's going to matter. I don't fucking know. So Robert picks her up from the train station and they drive another 80 miles to Robert's trailer. Oh, good. He has a trailer. Yeah. This is getting real classy. <laughs> so <laughs> while Sharon is traveling on the train, her husband Victor returns home from, I'm assuming, work or wherever the fuck he was, and he finds a note that's left by his wife. Uh huh. And she had told her husband, like in the note, she says, "I'm not coming back to Maryland, and don't search for the person she has asked to torture her to death. Like, don't, like, don't look for don't my look, murderer. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm about to but get she says, murdered. Like, don't look for the person that I've asked to torture me to death. Is basically what. Why would she says. even tell him that at that point? well why wouldn't you just be like peace she finishes the note with if my body is never retrieved don't worry know that i'm at peace like uh excuse me i'm sorry what you don't just leave this fucking note and like no one's gonna do anything yeah like what's the first thing her husband does call the police that's exactly what he does so he calls the police (laughs) yeah seems like a level-headed guy yeah right and the police go through her computer because he's like, uh, you can look at whatever the fuck you need to look at. Just find my wife. Like, was she forced to write this? What's going on? Right? Yeah. So the police come. They go through her computer and they find all the fucking emails and the exchanges between Sharon and Robert. Did she think that, like, a note explanation was going to be enough to, like, like suffice? Okay. Of Like, oh, I this don't. is her fantasy. I'll just let that go. I don't have to go look for her. Oh I don't God. know. What a bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe to her it doesn't matter because she's like, "Well, I'm a... Yeah, <laughs> I'll be dead by the time you find me." Anyway, so on October 22nd, which is nine days later, the police began uh, surveillance on Robert's home, and they were hoping that they were going to like find Sharon coming in and out or whatever. Yeah, why wouldn't you just fucking bust into that place? Hey, I was being the cops. I wasn't yelling yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would do it too. <laughs> Probably with something Where more are like you. This is the police. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Open up. (laughs) So they go and they watch his house and they observe Robert going in and out of the home multiple times and like going to work every day and like he's keeping up his normal routine. There's nothing out of the ordinary. All right. But they don't see any sign of Sharon. And then on October 25th, so three days after they started watching the house. That's my daddy's birthday. Aw. Well, on your dad's birthday, the police secure a search warrant for Robert's home, and they go in while he's at work and they dig through all of his belongings. Mm-hmm. And they find a bunch of bondage gear. Mm-hmm. Not a big surprise. Drug paraphernalia. I'm like, does that mean that he was, like, going to tranquilize her or some shit? It could just mean, like, literally a bong or a. Pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those. Oh, we like, got a lighter! Drug paraphernalia. <laughs> like one of those Corella DeVille, like fucking cigarette extension Yeah, they find a pistol mm-hmm. and a shit ton of porn, some of which was child pornography. Oh, what an asshole. They also found some of Sharon's belongings. Yeah, super Ooh. asshole. So they're like, "Ooh, we found some of Sharon's shit." And while they were conducting the sh- the search, one of the officers who was helping, he noticed that there was some freshly turned dirt just 25 yards from Robert's trailer. So in his fucking front yard, I don't know, cuz the trailer's just like on a lot. Yeah there was some fresh dirt 25 yards that's not far no he was like this is good (laughs) about the size of a fucking body yeah good right like yeah i'm done here i think i've dragged her far enough away (laughs) this can't be traced back to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no one will figure this shit out so the officers start to dig in the fucking overturned dirt spot and five and a half feet down they strike sharon's knee with a shovel five and a half feet though that's oh i'm sorry no two and a half (laughs) oh Two and a half. That's less ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Let me not give him so much credit. <laughs> yeah. Two and like, a half feet down. That's almost a six foot grave. He was being respectful, but no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. He got the specs down. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was like me and you trying to bury your fucking dead chicken. We couldn't get deep <laughs> enough in so the dirt. Sad. <laughs> it was. So they strike her knee and they discover her decomposing body. Okay. Her remains were dug up and her wrists and ankles were bound with rope. Like when they found her, they uh-huh. were bound with, they didn't like dig her up and then do this. <laughs> <laughs> Put her under arrest. wrist. <laughs> uh, so she had rope around her ankles and her wrists and she had scrapes on her neck and her breasts and there was a nylon rope was tied around her neck. Jesus. You're fucking right. So it was determined that Sharon had died three days after arriving at Robert's home. Three days. Three fucking days. So she had three days of torture before she died. So the autopsy didn't find any, like, major signs to indicate that she was actually tortured. She had, like, scrapes on her neck and her breast, but it wasn't like he was, like, slowly stabbing her to death or anything. Yeah. I'm sure they were, like, comparing to what the plan was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, in those emails, and then well, what actually happened. because she was probably like, I don't actually want to get stabbed. Yeah, please don't. Like, you can cut me a little bit, but I just want a bone. Yeah, yeah, Probably. But in the autopsy, they did rule her cause of death due to asphyxiation. Obviously, there was a fucking rope around her neck. Yeah. And so Robert was immediately arrested. And he claims that he didn't kill Sharon intentionally, even though they had both communicated for weeks about their plans for him to intentionally kill her. I guess it doesn't matter, though, either which way, because you still buried her and covered it up. Like, yeah, and you still fucking kill her. Yeah, like, even and even if you didn't her. mean to. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you didn't mean to, but you could have called the cops then and been like, oh my god, it was an accident. What this the fuck happened? happened? Yeah. But you didn't. You covered it up. Literally, people have done worse and gone in and said it was an accident. Exactly. Yeah, anyway, so... He says that what had ha- happened was... <laughs> you see, what had happened was... <laughs> was... They were engaging in erotic asphyxiation Mm -hmm. while having sex and she died when he accidentally like strangled her to death with that nylon cord. As planned. But it was an accident this time. But why didn't you like try to remove the cord? Like her corpse was found with a cord around her neck. Why wouldn't you try to remove it and like try CPR or something like- Like, oh my God, is she dead? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to leave this rope here. Yeah. So I kind of think it was on purpose. Yeah, it sounds like it was on purpose. Yeah. He was charged with first degree murder, but the prosecution changed the charge to voluntary manslaughter. Isn't that interesting? Because she had consented to it? I guess. It was like some weird, like, technically she consented to it. She said in her little letter to her husband, like, don't go after this guy. She agreed to everything in the email. Jesus. But, like, you still can't do that, so you're going to get in trouble. But also, you didn't, like, seek her out to kill her. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking a weird gray-ass so line. So, what did he get? So, three years after Sharon's death, Robert entered a guilty plea. So, this is, like, early 2000s mm-hmm. now. He pleads guilty to this, and he also pleads guilty to six counts of, re- like, related to the child pornography charges that he owned on his computer. Yeah. And so he receives 36 to 53 months for the murder. Months? Tw- months. <laughs> so what is that? That's like two and a half years? Yeah. Three years? For the murder, and then 21 to 26 months for the sexual exploitation of a minor. So it's like five years total, or is this con- yeah to be served concurrently? Uh, no, it's like he serves one and then the other. Okay. What is that, consecutively? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Yeah. Um, basically, he got fucking nothing for what? So he, he got had. like five years and he's yeah. probably out on parole, right? Well, he was scheduled to be released from prison in March of 2002 after only serving two years. So it must have been like, okay, you can go out on like fucking parole probation what's that called probation yeah well you would get out on parole and then you'd probably be on probation probation. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know the full details of that but he was only in prison for two years but two weeks before his release date Mm -hmm. he died in prison from a fucking heart attack at the age of 51 really yeah isn't that wild that's some karma stuff in the universe right there's your fucking story that's the end of it that's crazy god damn god damn i wonder what his wife and kids thought oh my god they have to be so fucked up like she was like "Goddamn, those emails were so weird that's so unlike him and then he does it and then he goes and does it and you're like "Goddamn, i married a murderer what about like sharon and her husband like poor victor over there is just like everything's great and happy hunky dory uh, you have uh, to wonder if this she said weird something? note <laughs> yeah yeah you have to wonder if she said something at some point though like Uh, yeah can you just choke me and he was like no i'm not into that yeah maybe i don't know Ugh, that's awful that's terrible god damn yeah Anyway, so uh, give me your story. I will give you my story. So if you'll recall, (laughs) (laughs) we were fucking hitting the charts in New Zealand, right? (gasps) We were. Oh, my God. You guys, we were crushing New Zealand. What's up, New Zealand? What's up, New Zealand? So (laughs) I was like, oh, you know what will help? them to never listen again i'm gonna butcher some of their words <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god that's exciting yeah so i picked a new zealand case yay by the way i love your accents oh new i was zealand like accents. i don't even have one <laughs> but thank you <laughs> but thank you yes i think everyone loves new zealand accent yes agreed so my case is about Jeanette and harvey crew Ooh. So this case takes place in 1970. Ooh! In New Zealand. <laughs> are we gonna have to listen to this the whole story every time you say New Zealand? The entire time. <laughs> we're fucking stoked you guys are listening. Yeah, I legit am. But here comes the the hard parts. So <laughs> they were farmers, <laughs> and they lived in Pukakawa. Crushed it. <laughs> Which is in Lower Waikato. Oh, yes. Which is a bit south of Auckland. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're all still with us, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm fucking talking about. Because this place is tiny. I mapped it, and I was like, because I was like, where is all this stuff, right? Yeah, I need Obviously. To see. And then I was like, I didn't know that New Zealand was so small. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I did the Google Maps, like, drive from the top to the bottom. <laughs> and it was... 26 <laughs> hours. <laughs> I was like, you could do that. Fuck, that's like California. <laughs> yeah, it's like California. Like, that's tiny. Oh my God. I love it. It I also want... took a ferry though because there's like a tiny island off of the island. Oh. And by tiny island, I mean like another island. I would say it's small but it's fucking... I bet all the time was spent waiting for the ferry. Yeah, that's probably what I'm Oh my do. God, that sounds beautiful. They're like, right now there's none running. You have to wait for 20 hours. it yeah. only takes you <laughs> yeah. six hours to drive it. Because <laughs> you're going to arrive there at four o'clock in the morning yeah (laughs) and the fairies aren't running then they're not they're not there now oh my god i love it yeah so that was pretty entertaining i learned some things today yeah look listen guys we're cultured yeah so you're making us cultured this podcast is making me so cultured we don't know shit about geography that's fucking and then we google it and we're like say what italy's (laughs) the shape of a boot (laughs) what (laughs) so they were married in june of 1966 mm-hmm. and they had an 18 month old daughter named rochelle oh yeah. this better not be a baby fucking story it's not a baby fucking story okay <laughs> See what hey. you did there? it's not a baby dying story either though oh i get what you did there now <laughs> i didn't get it at first it wasn't a good i was joke. like i mean you just repeated what i said but yes i saw what you did there <laughs> yeah totally you're so funny <laughs> So on June 22nd of 1970, so this is just four years after they're married, Jeanette's dad went to their house to check on them because a neighbor had said that they couldn't get a hold of them by phone for a Uh couple of days. That's not good. Yeah. He found a bunch of blood in the home. (gasps) And little baby Rochelle was in her crib. Uh, Just fucking hanging out. What? Yeah. Pretty distraught, but she was still there. Was she there for like three days in her crib alone? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'll tell you if you just shut up. (laughs) You just wait. So he left her in the crib to go, quote, run a farm errand. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Fucking worst grandpa of the year award. Yeah. Oh, that poor baby girl. So the crews, the couple, were last seen on the 17th. He went to check on them on the 22nd. Okay so that's five days later okay there was milk and bread and newspaper deliveries from the morning of the 18th that had never been picked up okay so they they've been missing we're missing since at least the 18th they were last seen on the 17th could have been that night could have been the 18th morning Who knows? okay got right? it by the way bread um, milk and newspapers those were the good old days hashtag the essentials when you could have that shit just like de- i mean delivered. i live in fucking amazon prime time world yeah, over right? here i don't know what i'm talking about i'll stop <laughs> when you can have milk delivered bitch you can have it delivered now <laughs> you want it in an hour yeah <laughs> okay back to your fucking murder and story so there's no way that an infant could survive without fluids for five days no way yeah yeah that's a good point point. and Rochelle, the little baby was thinner than usual suggesting that she hadn't eaten Oh my God! This poor sweetheart. But the doctors believe she hadn't had water for at most forty-eight hours before oh, she was found. Poor baby girl. But forty-eight I don't hours. Wanna... Yeah, I know. But I that just... means that someone was giving her at least water. Yeah. Even though they went missing, they went missing five days. They're like she had to have water at least or at most forty-eight hours ago. Yeah. So three days into their message. Yeah. Oh, so that's a little Up to sketch. three days, and then someone bailed. Yeah. little, little weird, right? Uh, Super fucking weird. Also, all I, I can't get past the heartbreak of someone I doing know. that to a fucking kid. Little baby girl. But at least she's not dead, so. Yeah, that's true. And she's small enough that hopefully I didn't, like, traumatize her. Yeah, maybe she won't remember it at all or anything. Yeah. So, there was a woman scene around the farm on June 19th, and mm-hmm. some sites said that there was also a toddler scene on the 20th but that oh, one i cannot confirm mhm but a woman being seen on the 19th if they these deliveries came on the 18th this woman would have been associated with murder yeah because they didn't take any other shit yeah from the doll step well it wasn't Jeanette anyway you know okay yeah got it so here's a little bit of family drama <laughs> was <Whereas>, mm yes <laughs> let's peel back the dirty layers yes, of, of this their lives. onion yes of this onion <laughs> At the time of her death, Jeanette was going to receive half of the neighboring farm that belonged to her dad, Len. Her dad's name is Len. Okay. Lynn. Apparently, her parents had split up and her mom was wealthy and had cut Jeanette's sister out of her will mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. And in response to that, her dad removed Jeanette from his will. Oh, shit. Okay. They're battling with the kids. Yeah. We did a little fucked up. Yeah. But... So then in response to that, yeah. the mom gave half of the farm that Len, the dad, was living on to Jeanette. Okay. So it's like, ha psych, eh, like you get half his shit anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's a little bit of, like, mm, maybe a motive. He's looking pretty fucking suspicious, especially because yeah. he left that little girl in the crib. Mm-hmm. Worst grandpa ever. So obviously Len Delmer, Jeanette's dad, is the first suspect. He—so he had this apparent motive— from yeah. the farm and shit yeah he didn't freak out and call authorities right away when he found the crime scene yeah he went and ran farm errands did he find bodies or just blood just blood okay not that it makes a difference i'd still call but i was just curious oh yeah yeah yeah. no but if you saw like your daughter laying there dead you'd definitely call but yeah if you just saw blood yeah. you might be like that's weird maybe they'll come home i wouldn't I, I wouldn't either but maybe I don't okay know. okay yeah we're playing the hypothetical yeah world. maybe So he was also (laughs) apparently acting like he knew that Rochelle didn't require immediate attention. And that's why he went on farm errands instead of tending to her or calling authorities or anything. Okay, like maybe he knew that she had been fed or given water or something Mm -hmm. because maybe he did it. (laughs) Yeah, and he had a scratch on his neck and he had Jeanette's blood type found in his car on the seat. Ooh, pretty shady. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was also following along behind the police on horseback when he <laughs> was they were like searching for the bodies and stuff. Because uh-huh. they there were no bodies, right? Yeah. So they were looking for this couple and he's just riding behind him on horseback, not helping. <laughs> just like fucking slowly trotting, like, hey guys, lovely day today. Yeah, like what y'all doing out here? I don't you know, know, what like the fuck? Yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah. He wasn't helping. <laughs> no. He was just watching sound like it. Oh my but God. that's all circumstantial, and they don't have any evidence against him or anything. Uh-huh. And also, I wrote this, and I kind of still feel the same way. I feel like if my dad found my house as a crime scene, he would totally, like, feed the dogs first before calling the police. Yeah. Because you can't, like, wait on chores. Like, it, what if this guy grew up on a farm and was like, well, the fucking cows oh. have to be fed, you know? Like, oh, that's what I thought you were, like, pretend, like, pretending your dogs were, like, the kid that you would feed. Oh no no no! Like he'd see my kid was uh, like alive, and then be like, "Oh my god, I have to go feed the dogs." <gasps> you think your dad would do that? Probably. Oh my <laughs> god, In my world that like doesn't compute. My <laughs> my parents would scoop up my kid right away and be like oh my god and like freaking out i mean my but dad also would... my dad would come to like the littlest things to my apartment yeah i'd be scared <laughs> so there's that <laughs> my dad would probably take him out of the crib or whatever and be like oh well, that's weird like give him a i don't know granola bar or like something a lollipop yeah, yeah would he put him back in the crib he might if he needed to go to go do farmly stuff yeah he my dad was the guy wait, that wait wait where is this farm that he went to was it on the property like did he go outside and feed the cows yeah or was yeah it like... that type of thing although i don't think it was cows because they had a milk delivery but they lived on this a farm. farm see i'm thinking that he saw the baby he left like entirely like drove fucking like, 10 miles to his house to go to a farm oh no, no no they lived on a farm and so he went and saw the baby and was like gotta go out and tend the weeds i don't know what the fuck oh. farm Aaron he did i don't okay. know what other farm but it was errands like there are. it's like if you were to go in your backyard and do some shit yeah it's like, it's it's like if property. my dad were to come here and see my kid in the crib and be like oh that's crazy gotta go feed the dogs okay Okay, i it's easier to understand that scenario than what was going on in my brain where I thought he had to like leave and go back home, which was like far away, yeah, and like leave a kid there, no, no, yeah, no, like no. he got back in his truck and drove away yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it was that. It was like, I don't know, going to feed the horses or but some like shit. if your dad saw blood everywhere, you think he would still like go feed the dogs? <laughs> I mean, he might call. But he would definitely feed the dogs too. Like he, my dad's a very unemotional person. He, I feel he like he should call and then feed the dogs. He's also the kind of waiting. guy that wants to think about everything before he does a thing. So <laughs> yeah. I could see him like, well, this definitely has to get done, and then go do that chore. And while he's doing that chore, like think about like what is next what's my next? Yeah, what's my next course of action here? <laughs> oh my god, this is why you're not good in emergencies. Exactly. <laughs> 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 he didn't train me this way. <laughs> or he trained your me dad this way. could also be a fucking serial killer oh absolutely (laughs) he would be a good one no one would catch (laughs) but he's a very unemotional guy i could totally see it happening yeah Um, huh yeah so they eventually find Jeanette's body on august 16th which was nearly two months later wow yeah in the waikato river Uh uh-huh you're welcome everyone in the river yeah she was wrapped in a comforter and tied up with copper wire not oh. tied up like bound, but like the duvet was her tied with a copper wire. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, was she like weighted down or anything? No, she just tossed in the river. Yep. Fuck, that's awful. Harvey's body was found upriver on September 16th, and he was weighted down with a car axle. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fucking random. So a car axle is like such an odd shape. Like, you'd think you'd want, like, something square or round and, like, yeah. condensed, and it's, like, fucking... Something smaller. What an awkward shape to also have to carry a body with. Yeah. I don't know why I'm hung up on that. Maybe if you had a truck, though, you'd just be like, ah, oh, this is heavy. Throw that in there, yeah, right? that's true. That's true. So both of the crews had been shot with a twenty two caliber gun, mm. and Jeanette had a broken cheekbone Oy. caused by a blunt object. So she's probably knocked out or something. Like, surprise. Or just hit in the face, at least. I don't know if you get knocked out if you get hit in the front of the face. You probably get knocked out if you get hit Uh, anywhere in the head. Dude, I like barely bump my nose and get knocked out. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't really get knocked out, but you know when you hit your nose and you're like, fuck, that hurts. Everything goes white for a second? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do. (laughs) so there was also a belief that she had been sexually assaulted no yeah the violence and rape also turned suspicions away from her dad because they didn't think that he would do that Mm. because like you're not gonna beat on your daughter and also you're not gonna rape your daughter yeah not over some land yeah so the police tested 64 registered guns in the area for some reason they were like yeah it's totally gonna be from a registered gun right yeah yeah no way yeah would somebody who's willing to commit murder not register their gun exactly that'd be ridiculous don't be ludicrous yeah so there were only two possible matches to the wound on Jeanette Mm -hmm. and one of them was from Arthur Thomas's gun he was a neighbor of the crew's and the other was owned by the Iyer family. Mm. I don't know how to say that. Are they talking about like the bullet or are they talking yeah. about like, oh, okay. Yeah, the bullet. Not like the fucking butt of the gun who punched her face or something like that. Yeah. It's like, no, the no, actual no, like bullet. Like the wound on her body caused by the bullet or whatever. Okay. Would have been caused by either of these two guns. Okay. So neither of the, the two was definitive, but. How the fuck did they determine that in the 70s? I don't know. So then on October 27th, 1970, the house was searched for a third time. And this time they found a cartridge in the garden. Oh. I'm taking that to mean casing. Yeah. So it's a cartridge. Okay. Maybe that's also what they call it in New Zealand. Yeah, it could be. If I'm wrong, I apologize sincerely. Because we just call them I casings. Thought. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to refer to it as casing. Okay. So, I like it. Because that makes more sense to me. Yeah, me too. And we're the ones listening right now. Exactly. So the shell casing was a match to Arthur Thomas's rifle, the neighbor. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, that wouldn't be too far off, right? They're no. are neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. So Arthur was arrested in November of 1970. You think he's like, dude, I was shooting the fucking rabbits for her. Right? Like, yeah. It was in the garden. Yeah. Like, there was blood in the house. There, yeah. It was determined that they were both shot in the house yeah. and then taken out how why would it be in the huh? garden like you yeah. took it out cleaned it up and was like ah here's good <laughs> like drop it here no so the evidence against arthur thomas this two first name having motherfucker that's why i keep <laughs> saying both of his <laughs> names because i don't want to be like thomas and you like who the fuck is that which name do i say yeah good old arthur art old art was the cartridge that was found in the garden, the axle that Harvey was tied to, was actually from a trailer owned by the Thomas family. Ooh, that's not a good look. Yes, Thomas pretty sketchy. Pretty sketchy. Not a good look. Side note on that: the axle had been replaced before, like previously, mm-hmm. and was returned to the Thomas family. So the broken axle that he was tied to was just kind of sitting around the farm okay so someone could have grabbed it yeah it's possible yeah so the copper wire that the bodies had been wrapped in was a quote reasonable match to wire found at the thomas home okay and then there were allegations that 10 years earlier he had been a nuisance to Jeanette, where like he wanted to i don't know go into business with her or date her or something there were two different accounts of it that i read anyway and she was like nah And I'm good. Yeah, he was like pestering her or whatever. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, stalker for a neighbor. Yeah, but that was ten years earlier. Yeah, but stalkers are weird. Yeah, it could have been. But his (laughs) wife Uh and cousin gave him an alibi for June seventeenth, but the prosecution believed that Vivian, his wife, Mm -hmm. had been the woman seen at the home. Oh shit. So now they're like, Well You're not a good alibi. Yeah, you're not a good alibi. It should be noted that the witness that saw the woman at the home knew Vivian and knew for sure that it wasn't her that he saw that day. Okay. Okay. So, all this evidence could potentially point to them, but it could also be like, oh, coincidence. Yeah, exactly. And the police are kind of sticking to like, well, but like maybe. Yeah. So. God damn. What a hard job. Yeah. (laughs) So, Arthur Thomas was found guilty in 1971 to double homicide. Oh, shit. They charged him with it. Yep. At an appeal, oh, he was granted a second trial in 1973, mm-hmm. where he was found guilty a second time. Oh, shit. That's not a good look either, Thomas. No. Arthur Thomas. Whatever. Thomas family. <laughs> yeah. So, it was eventually determined by forensic evidence that the cartridge yeah. had been planted, probably <gasps> by police. What? And Arthur Thomas was pardoned in 1979. Oh. And received oh, almost a million dollars as compensation. God damn, it's in 79? Yeah. That's so many dollars. Yeah, so that's fucking nine years later though that's nine years of your life that, that you're sucks. fucking. well i guess he got arrested in 71 how so come nothing happens to the cops who plant their shit so everything that i read was like making it a point to be like there was no investigation to find out who might have planted it and there was no repercussions or anything like that did they just do it because they needed somebody behind bars for this like was that a high profile case or some shit at the time probably <gasps> i mean a small island like that i oh, feel like yeah you know, that's true you're gonna have to solve it yep and if oh my god and you're just a fucking next-door neighbor this yeah. is what i mean yeah you have wrong place wrong time oh seriously scary so one theory is murder suicide and that's Ooh. from wait this, what oh but they were thrown in there they were wrapped up and thrown in a river i'll tell you about it okay sorry <laughs> so <laughs> this, this doesn't compute <laughs> how are you gonna tie yourself up <laughs> tie this... me up and then let me kill you yeah <laughs> This guy named Pat Booth, who was one of the people who found out that the cartridge was planted, Mm -hmm. he believes that Harvey struck Jeanette in the face, broke her cheekbone, she got pissed, got a rifle, shot Harvey in the head, Mm -hmm. and then called her dad and was like, help me dispose of the body. He did, and several days later, she realized she wouldn't be able to get away with it, so she committed suicide with the same gun, and her dad disposed of her body as well. No, oh, come on, it's where, a little far fetched. Where do people me. come up with all this shit? I don't know, <laughs> but this could explain the woman and toddler seen on the farm because if she was around for a couple days after, then she was out there. But did yeah? But why would her no? Why would her dad find the fucking? like your daughter shot to death and you'd be like let me cover this one up too maybe he knew what she was going through like maybe they were actually close and she was telling him about maybe committing suicide you would call and be like holy fucking shit this just happened and then you wouldn't say that you were a part of that other deal yeah exactly (laughs) you you, you don't have anyone to prove it the one person who was also involved is dead now that's true yeah i don't think i would I mean, I definitely wouldn't, but I, I wouldn't hide the second body. No like, way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Especially when there's nothing to be gained from it. Yeah. Like, it's not you. You didn't do anything at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's... I don't believe that. No, 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 no. But it would also explain why Rochelle was able to survive because she was being taken care of by her mom, right? Yeah, but like, the let's say it's the Thomas family. I guess they were identified as not them, huh? Yeah. It. Yeah. They were exonerated or whatever. Pardoned. What about the dad? Did he have any girlfriends? You know, I don't that know. Could be a random chick around the farm. But a review of the case in 2014 said that it was possible for Rochelle to have not ingested any fluids between the 17th to the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And so now they're kind of going back and being like, no, a toddler could survive without oh, water. Like, oh, that poor thing. Yeah. And perhaps the witness was mistaken on having seen a woman at the farm yeah but for the witness to be like no no no, i saw someone and it wasn't her you saw someone then like yeah i saw someone enough to distinguish what they look like and it wasn't her you're pretty confident on it but also maybe they're like going by like on the day yeah exactly mistaken on the day that they saw them as if they saw them on the 17th like yeah so did everyone else yeah because like who did you see at work three days ago and you're like i saw a lot of people but three days ago i don't know who yeah, exactly. Normal, like, You're like I saw them one day. Around I there. saw this random guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'd never seen before. So Rochelle is still alive and is happy that her now deceased grandfather was fully cleared of all the murders. Mm-hmm. So apparently, she ended up having a relationship with him and stuff. Wow, interesting. Otherwise, that's it. It's still no, an I'm unsolved case. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. How is this this Rochelle chick? She's just like a normal individual. I don't... She didn't get, like, fucked up from it or anything? I don't think she got fucked <clears throat> up from it. Wow. I, well, I mean... I mean you probably yeah. got a certain level of fucked <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but you're... No like matter she's what. she's not traumatized from that event. Yeah. She doesn't remember it. Yeah. How fucking sad. Yeah. Well, what would someone have to gain from killing them but not the daughter? Only the dad, really. But it could have also been, like, any random thing. Like, if someone broke in and was like, "haha ha and then they were like, oh, but I don't kill babies... Yeah, but like, did they steal anything from them? Or no. Nothing was missing? And they took the time to like wrap them up in a comforter and fucking copper wire. By the way, copper wire? That's yes, just... expensive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that shit gets stolen. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. And to go to the neighbor's farm and grab an axle to weigh him down. Yeah. And then why wouldn't you weigh her down? And I don't they were get found it. in different places, but also she wasn't weighed down, so. I don't get it. Yeah. Pretty well, that's fucked confusing. up, right? Confusing. Yeah. Really fucked up. Yeah what's up with that new zealand you guys are confusing me <laughs> well goddamn, goddamn. god damn i wonder if it's like a like a well-known thing there i like, know like oh, a oh, that's the big old case. cruise farm yeah oh we all know about the cruise yeah but, yeah well that was another exhilarating episode <laughs> just just a, another goddamn shit show <laughs> we survived another one that we like to call a podcast <laughs> that's right hey New Zealand you guys should send us a goddamn
1: you and should your beautiful
0: fucking accent you should I want to hear it I want to put it in my ear holes <laughs> send it to isgdpodcast at gmail.com yeah or you can tweet it to us I guess <laughs> I don't know if that's how Twitter works <laughs> I don't think it is oh my gosh I'm going to twat an article that Aaron sent me and it's mm. like a fucking bunch of pictures of people who have been embalmed and then exhumed later because we talked about this on a previous podcast right um, did it make it in the episode i don't know if it made it in the episode or not but turned out that stacy had never seen an embalmed
1: body exhumed? before
0: <laughs> yeah i've seen them embalmed just not exhumed later like years yeah. later do they look the fucking same or do they look different uh ah, well Aaron sent me a link yeah so you're welcome so i'm gonna send it to fucking twitter land if you guys want to check that shit out if you want to see some fucking embalmed ass bodies yeah be careful who's looking over your shoulder stacy almost got caught a couple times at work it was yeah weird. yeah i can't <laughs> wait to read the rest of it but i'm gonna do it in the safety of my own home yeah but i'm smart. not gonna do it right before bed no that's smart too not that the pictures are like they're not super gory it's just creepy <laughs> it's just the weird like stoic faces that are gonna stick with you yeah yeah you don't need that in your dreams so you guys can check that out on twitter yeah follow us at isgd podcast find us on facebook on the same handle do that Mm -hmm. man you're just crushing it i don't i don't remember any of the places they can contact (laughs) us check out our website isgdpodcast.com and we'll post pictures of shit we just talked about yep do you have any good pictures no they had their wedding picture up which was adorable oh yeah that was pretty much the big one yeah mine doesn't really have much either it has like the guy's trailer with like the hole oh Oh, by the way, not to get too off track here, because now I'm going to jump back to my case, but I just remembered this. The guy lived in a fucking heavily wooded area. So there was just like a bunch of fucking woods behind his trailer. So he could have dragged it like 50 yards away and literally been the cops were like, if he had buried her in the woods, we wouldn't have looked there. Like we weren't looking for a body. We were looking for her, like her Jesus. alive, you know? So he would have been connected to her for having her shit and for talking to her? Yeah, but he could have been like, nah, she left. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? What an idiot. That's what you get for being lazy. Yep. Don't, okay. don't ever half-ass anything. Whole-ass everything. <laughs> yes, please. Whole-ass it all. Or Ass- don't whole- you're a murderer. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it makes it easier to find you and we can talk about you. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, ISGD podcast. <laughs> ISGDPodcast.com and we'll post shit there. Send Aaron some snail mail at the P.O. Box. Oh, yeah. P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Crushed it. Is that all of them? I think that's everything. Oh, y'all motherfuckers need to send more goddamn. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> every time we giggle, <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks again for listening to another amazing episode another installment of of I Said Goddamn we seriously fucking love you guys please go on fucking line tell your friends tell people to listen to us yeah go subscribe rate review us tell your wives tell your kids yep shoot us just a little line saying that you're listening and you love us because that's enough yeah just whisper it just slide on into them DMs yeah just whisper I love you psst I love you (laughs) do you hear me when I say that (laughs) How about now? <laughs> I don't just love you. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, but be less creepy. Uh, <laughs> Stacy can't handle whispers. I can't. They make me giggle so So much. that's the thing. If anyone wants to send in a goddamn where you're whispering, that'll get her. <laughs> that'll really get her. Oh, I can't handle it. All right, anyway, you fucking lovely ass people. You are a wonderful and we miss you and until next week. Later. See ya suckers. <laughs> And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from one of our very favorites, our true crime podcast with Jen and Cam. Are your friends tired of hearing you talk about serial killers? While you're at a dinner party, have you randomly blurted out the odds of being murdered by a complete stranger? Does Netflix only recommend documentaries on true crime and murder? If you've answered yes to one or more of these questions, come over and sit at our friends table. I'm Cam. And I'm Jen. And we are the co-host of our true crime podcast. And you can listen to us every Wednesday wherever you download your podcasts. See you on Wednesday. Oh, bye-bye. Love ya.